Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Hey, what's good? It's me, Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to The Cure for the Common Life. And today, I'm really excited to share with you my guest today. And actually, we're going to do things a little bit different than I normally do. And this is actually an interview that my good friend and my mentor and uh, just one of the most amazing men I know, Les Brown, actually interviewed me. <laughs> and so I wanted to play you that interview. And in it, we start talking about something that we're both pretty passionate about now, and that is healing the generational wounds of racism. So if you're so inclined to, well, we'll obviously include the links in the description and uh, in the program notes. Please join us there. But in the meantime, please enjoy my amazing dear friend, Les Brown. You have something special. You have greatness in you. Hello, this is Les Brown. This is Mamie Brown's baby boy. And I have a special guest, somebody that I've had admired for many years, who is an icon when it comes to self-development and helping millions of people to transform their lives. And he's he's got a brand new book called Dare to Be Magnificent, Joseph McClinton. Hello, Joseph. How are you? Les, I could not be doing better, especially because I get to talk to you, my dear friend. How many years have you been in the industry now? <laughs> 32. <laughs> 32. 32 years. years okay. Now. I was a kid when you got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You don't get to get away with that because the truth be told, the reason why I do what I do is because of you. I'm telling wow. you. Yeah. 1986, I believe it uh-huh. was. 87. I walked in. It was, it, it was a, a time in my life where things were changing, didn't know what I was going to do. And I saw you on this thing we used to have called television. <laughs> and there you were. And I, I was mesmerized. And I, well, I just thought, look at this man. And this man is changing the world. And evidence is that, that you have. And it was in that moment that I made the decision that I wanted to follow in your footsteps. So I'm Oh, my goodness. I am humbled by that. And I'm so glad you made that decision. I tell people a job is what you get paid for. A calling is what you're made for. You were made for speaking and training and transforming people's lives. Tell us about your brand new book, Dare to Be Magnificent. Well, well, first, I'll start off by saying magnificence means to magnify the essence of who you are, to magnify the essence of somebody or anything. And the essence of who we are, as you know, you always say, and I love it, Les, you say you have greatness in you. And so my outcome is to help people magnify that greatness. But again, Truth be told, Les, I wasn't going to write this book. (laughs) Last thing I wanted to do was to write another book. I got six other books 
And yeah. every and my last book I wrote, last I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not writing anymore. Yeah. And then you, you and I talked April, beginning mm-hmm. of April, just as we started to go into shutdown. You had a conversation with me, and um, gets me a little, little emotion when I talk about it. But uh, you took me through a process, which is your spectacular process when you teach people how to find their story. I said this to you prior, and I was in tears prior to or after uh, we talked about it. And I said that nobody has spent that kind of time. And that kind of in-depth reaching into my soul and helping me pull that out. And once you did that, it was a no-brainer. You know, I sat down and in record time, by the way, I wrote this book in less than two months. Any of my other books, easily, anywhere from, you know, nine months to a year to get it done. And I was so inspired and mostly because of the process that you took me to, took me through. Yes. uh, Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm honored, but man... You know, I talk about my mother, Mrs. Mamie Brown. I want you to tell them about your father. When you talk to me about your father, I've never known my father. But man, your father, man, what a great man. You gave me goose pimples as you talked about your father, the love for your father, his character and the impact and influence that he had on you. You know, we hear so much about Sperm donors, yes, <laughs> guys who just don't care, who walk away and leave the women to struggle with the children. But your your father was a man's man. Tell yes, him about your yes, father. Sir. My father, Senior Master Sergeant Joseph McClendon Jr., had a very hard upbringing. He grew up in the 20s and 30s and 40s, a very rough time for a black man in uh, New York. Didn't get his education back then, uh, so he put himself through school by joining the Air Force, joining the military. And he actually wound up staying 26 years serving his country. There's never a more patriotic man. There's never a more dedicated man to his country, but also to his family. And uh, that's where, you know, I think you uh, you brought to my to light the, the statistic, well over 80% of of families, just, just, you know, and let's just say black families are grow up without a strong father figure in their, in their midst. And I was lucky to be able to do that. So that's what this book is about is to share my father. I humbly share my father, but he had five basic tenets of life and mm-hmm. they were the things that he, he, <laughs> and I gotta be honest, my dad beat it into us. <laughs> my mother did too. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. back in the day, and he was insistent upon it. And I hated it then, Les, but I thank yeah. every single day. I thank the stars that he did. And the first one was integrity. My mm-hmm. father was integrity for, to him meant you do what you say you're going to do. A man's mm-hmm. value is his word and his word is his bond. And if you say you're going to do something, you do it no matter what. And so that's what he said, whether, you know, we'd have to sit down and we'd say, you know what, I'm going to get an A on this test. Yeah, and if we didn't get an A on it. You know, he didn't beat us up about it, but he made us do the things to go back and and uh, restore that A or whatever it was, whatever we wanted to do. And that was the first thing, integrity. Yeah, uh, and, and, and let me just pause right there. And that is something that's missing from our leadership right now. No doubt. The spineless, silent witnesses of, of, of mediocrity and destruction and the sabotaging of our democracy and our way of life taking place because they're, they're people who don't have the courage to live a life Hello. of integrity Hello. and be in alignment with what they have held others to. And now they have backed away because of fear and 
wanting to get reelected. So no, no doubt. What your father taught you is needed now more than ever. Yes. Yeah, what he taught us was the antithesis. The opposite of integrity is cowardice. And again, not to put too fine a point on what you just talked about, that's what we're seeing. I am ashamed to, for my son, I have a 13 and a half year old son, to have to see that level of hypocrisy and, and cowardice in the very country that my father fought for and that we stepped yes. up for. We can write a book called Profiles and Cowardice. What's the next thing that you learn? The next thing is tenacity. And tenacity, to my father, said, you not only do what you said you're going to do, but you keep on doing it. <laughs> he said, you don't, do it, you don't just do it once. Less, his saying was, not some of the time, not most of the time, all the time. All the time. All the time. So, you know, I shared with you, my father used to check in on us to see how we're doing. He would always tell us, listen, everybody can check in every once in a while. But if you check in every day, then your odds of being successful at whatever you do are, are tenfold increased. And mm. so, you know, he would he what, what he said he was going to do. And you could count on it. You know, my father would say 10 o'clock. If you're supposed to be up somewhere at 10 o'clock, that means five minutes till 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, man, man, I, I was so mad at that man most of my life. <laughs> But, you know, but now you thank God for every it. single day. Mm. Wow. Go ahead. The next thing you learned from your father. And the third was energy. Energy. Mm. My father was uh, the most energetic man I ever met in my life. He was up way before we were up. I'd wake up in the morning because my dad would be, you know, milling around doing something. And I'd be dreading that he's going to come in and wake my butt up now. You know, yes. and then but he'd be up way before we were. We were uh, and as I said, he put himself through school while supporting his family, working in the Air Force and going to school. So he would leave in the morning, come home, you know, after work, spend a little bit of time, eat dinner with us. And then he'd go back out, go to school, go to school or go to his second job. And then he'd come in way after we were asleep. And mm-hmm. he had this thing and he said, your body is your temple. He said, you must take care of your body. That is where your electricity, where your energy comes from. And I told you this, my father used to, <laughs> he used to, he put a chart on the wall and the chart was, we had to do 50 push-ups, 50 knee bends, 50 sit-ups, 50 jumping jacks every single day. Not some days, not most days, every day. What? Yeah, yeah. And he said, because that way you can have the energy. And so if we didn't do it, he would wake our butts up. He would come in late at night and he would look at that chart because we had integrity, right? We had to be honest about it. And we had to mark on that chart. If we didn't do it, I remember several times in the beginning, he would wake our butts up and he would sit there with us. You do them right now. But dad, I'm asleep. You know, you promised. You said you were going to do it. And, and I attribute that to my, my health, my energy, my ability to be vital even at this age. Man, Wow. I have never heard that one before. Oh, boy. They don't make them like that no more. No, not at all. But again, I I love sharing my father and these tips. And and by the way, the book is more than about just telling these stories, as you know. There's processes to be able to to get that in yourself, to bring it out. Magnificence to magnify what you already have. Because we all have it. Yes, absolutely. Now... When did you, when you think about that, you have an event that's that's, called, that's coming up to call a Magnificent Life Challenge. Tell us about that. Yeah. If you have black or brown skin, now, by the way, this is for everybody, and especially for those of us with black or brown skin, then you have a psychological wound, Bar, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, psychological generational wound. There is something less 
that is called epigenetics. And epigenetics is the study of the beliefs that are handed down genetically into the offspring of our ancestors, which means we as, as, as a community have had the beliefs beat into us, have had the beliefs sewn into us, have had the beliefs pushed into us about ourselves, about our self-worth, about other people and the world around us. And that is passed down through the generations. And evidence of that, if people are arguing, people say, no, not me, go on YouTube and look up the Black Baby Doll Experiment. It is amazing. You know, Bruce Bruce Lifton talks about epigenetics. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Uh You know what? This is the first time I understood it the way that you're explaining it now. Epigenetics. That is my superpower. (laughs) Yes. So, So the thing, the environment, and, 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 and in fact, the, the book called Learned Optimism, yes, which is the opposite of learned helplessness yes, sir. by Martin yes, sir. Seligman mm-hmm. from the University of Minnesota. He said, we learn to be powerless. And it's really because of epigenetics, the toxic negative environment that you're involved in that compromises your vision of yourself and your thinking of yourself, and it's passed on generation after generation after generation genetically. Genetically, and to add insult to injury, it is passed on through the way we are marketed to, the way that we're treated, and that is not just to Black people. It is to everybody. So we all have those same beliefs passed down through there. But here's the great part about it. If it, Epigenetics also proves that if it can be passed down, it can also be healed And that's where we come in. And that's what this event is about, is to heal that in us. Because procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, imposter syndrome, self-loathing, and even self-sabotage, those are the thieves of our dreams. As you know, you speak about this all the time. And so, but those are psychological. You know, my background, I'm a neuropsychologist. And so I help people get over fears and phobias and emotional times and very, emotional challenges in a very short amount of time. And so that's what I'm bringing to this event. You know, Les, you you and I, you know, for years, we have had the privilege of speaking to large, large audiences. As a matter of fact, I think the very first one that I saw you was at Georgia, and there had to be 50,000 people in that audience. 80,000 people in the Georgia. 80,000. And as I look at that audience, and I look at the audiences as a hired gun that I get to speak to through promoters and things like that, a very small percentage, maybe 5% of that audience are, are ever people of color. Which means that we are missing out on some very, very valuable stuff and not just motivation, the tools, the strategies and the processes to make those changes so that we can thrive, especially now. Yeah. And that's now the message that you have is needed now more than ever, because this book that you have written and this event that you're planning, what it does is it interrupts what's been instilled in us, what's been beaten into us. And allow us to get an expanded vision of what's possible for us. Talk about that. Yes, and an expanded vision and a deep-seated belief, which is what runs our life. In other words, I, uh, you know, I'll give you the example. If somebody has a fear of dogs, I, you know, I had a practice in Los Angeles where I help people get over fears and phobias. If somebody had a fear of dogs, if you come into my office, take a guess what's going to be in my office. <laughs> There's going to be a dog. And at the end of that hour, you're going to be okay. You're going to hold the dog. You're going to love the dog. And you're going to be fine with it because I'm going to shift your beliefs. And so going back to epigenetics, if we have this deep-seated belief about ourselves, 
and, and these things that hold us back, then I am through a process going to take you through a process and you're going to get rid of it and you're going to replace it with something that is bulletproof. So the, the, the beauty of it is, and by the way, it's free of charge to everybody and you are part of it. You know, I'm so honored that you get to be part of it as well. You are bringing your magic to it as well. The dates are, are on November 12th through the 14th, two hours a day. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to take you through these processes and then you will have the tools to take into your communities because because backing up, you know, we watch all these people that we talk to less take this information, go into their communities and thrive. We're not getting it. Well, now is our time. And so it's absolutely free. I'll put it in the comments. I'm sure you put it in there as well, but it's MLC2020.com, Magnificent Life Challenge 2020.com. Repeat that again, please. Yeah, it is M as in Michael, L as in uh, Lion. Love. Love, thank you. (laughs) And C as in uh, creative or uh, color. MLC2020.com. Go there, register for free. And then the other thing is, is we are donating 10 meals for everybody that signs up. And this is in in your name and everybody's name to the Feed America Foundation, because there are thousands of people every day that go to bed without food. And so, especially now, so we're donating that as well and some other great things as well, but you'll get more information when you go to the site. Okay. That's MLC2020.com. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Now, where can they get your book? Uh, Amazon. You can go on Amazon, just just type in either my name or uh, Dare to be Magnificent and uh, it'll Mm -hmm. pop up. When you think about your life now, and how many years have you been doing, you said? 32. 32 years. And you look at what's going on now. Have, have, have we ever seen anything like what, what, what's going on? And, and every day it seemed like something else new, some new drama, something toxic and divisive and hateful. Have you ever seen in the time you've been on the planet? Have you ever seen anything like this? I have not. I have not. This is the precipice. This is a point in history that I and I'm I'm like you. I'm the eternal optimist, and so I look at this uh, from from all chaos comes growth. And so to answer your question, I've never seen anything like this. I'm encouraged every single day because I see so many people, especially it's, it's racially diverse. The amount of people that are in the streets that are are standing up and knowing what is right. So I think from this, we will grow, but no, I've never seen anything like this. And, and it, it was, it's long overdue. <laughs> quite Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, Benjamin Franklin said, until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are affected, things will never change. And fortunately, there are people of consciousness who've been unaffected. And because of the cell phone, they are now standing up and saying, Hey, this is real, and this is not America. This this needs to be done away with. This yeah, needs to and be you're absolutely right. And as opposed to some of the toxic stuff that is being pushed down our throats, the beauty of this is that there are more and more people that are that are recognizing that decency is the right thing to do, be, and have. And more and more people are starting to recognize that. Wait a minute, every species on the planet thrives because the other species around it are thriving as well. You know, an, a, a monkey cannot live in the jungle without the, the plants and the forests flourishing around and things like that. And we as human beings are recognizing that about our fellow man, that I can't do well unless you're doing well. You know, this whole concept of Black Lives Matter, for example, I always tell people, listen, if my house is on fire on, on, the, on the block 
and your house is on that block as well, which house is the most important? Which matters the most is my house, but not just because, you know, it's the one that's on fire, but because if you don't put my house out and help you put it out, it's going to burn yours down too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Joseph McClendon is his name. He's an icon. He is a man that I love and admire his brilliance. Unbelievable. If you need a speaker for an event that will come in and transform an audience, make you look good, that will do it virtually. His knowledge is just unmatched. And I see him as my mentor. And this program that he has, I want you to go to mlc2020.com, mlc2020.com, get more information about this special event, but get his book and tell them again about the book and what they can expect out of the book. The book is called Dare to be Magnificent, and it is the five keys to an extraordinary life. Um, and they were, they were keys that were taught to me by my father, but they, they stand the test of time. And the book is not just information. The book is full of processes, because that's what I believe. I believe that progress is made through process. So it is, there'll be things that you do in there and it'll help shift your psychology, your thinking, your activity, help you rid yourself of things like procrastination, hesitation, and things like that. All right. Well, continue to do the great work that you're doing. And I'm looking forward to our working together far more than we have in the past. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. you. Pleasure is mine, my friend. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Take care, my brother. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.